Welcome into the next episode of our Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel, and in this episode, I will have a special guest along with me, and we will be doing the Packers preview for the game on Sunday, December 6, 2020, at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS uh, as they play the Philadelphia Eagles. But before we get to that, uh, I'll welcome you back in, uh, Mark Trunk, uh, to uh, the Packer preview, but uh, you can... Uh, be welcome back in, and then also uh, right away get your thoughts on the previous win for the Packers, which was a pretty convincing win uh, last week against the Chicago Bears as they were able to beat their rival, as I mentioned on my uh, recap episode of the Packer game, along with every other game from uh, that episode that I did for the last weekend's coverage of that uh, as far as my podcast. It was a, the Packers' 100th. Uh, total win uh, overall time against the Bears. So, Mark, what were your thoughts on that one? And welcome back to my show for this preview. Yeah, so the Bears game went a lot better than I thought. I thought it was going to be a close game. I think I said 24-20 Packers. But Packers' offense was great. Uh, definitely helped that Akeem Hicks was out for the Bears. He's one of their best defensive tackles. But it was great to see them stick to the run and have some good success with doing that. And uh, really take it to a physical defense. You know, I was worried after the Buccaneer game earlier in the year how they would fare against some of these tough defenses. But they they did well, and it was also nice to see the defense making some plays and creating some turnovers. Again, you know, the Bears' offense isn't exactly a juggernaut, but the Packers did what they needed to do to win the game handily. So uh, I think they gave them some good momentum for this week. Yeah, definitely. I think the Packer game against the Bears, I mean, it really wasn't much of a contest all the way through. Uh the Packers pretty much started off really hot offensively and never looked back. And they're facing a really good Bears defense. I mean, you mentioned them not having a Keem Hicks, probably one of the better uh, defensive tackles in the NFL. Uh, but even without a Keem Hicks, he, they're still a really good defense. I mean, they are year in and year out. And uh, that's kind of their identity when you think about the Chicago Bears. Uh, year after year is probably one of the first things that comes to mind is they probably have a good defense, and that's the case again this year. And they still do have a good defense, but when you're playing against one of the best offenses in the league with the Packers that can really click on all cylinders and everything, uh, it's really tough to to kind of handle that. And uh, once you get down by a certain amount, then sometimes motivation level uh, comes in to play. And, and if you're down by a few scores, then – and Aaron Rodgers is picking you apart like he does most every game. Uh, sometimes you just kind of lessen, lessen the effort and everything. So uh, that that's definitely a part of it. Uh, but the Packers' defense in the, in the Bear game did a pretty good job. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, he, he's gotten a raw deal of it with Chicago, and understandably, I mean, he – was their second pick a few years ago, and they put, took him over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, I just as next as much as the next person will criticize that because you look at Mahomes and you look at Watson, and they're amazing, and Trubisky is not very good. But he actually played pretty well in the Packer game. I mean, he did have a few turnovers, but uh, 
he made some nice throws, uh, definitely, and you have to give him some credit for that. But uh, he just is still a struggling young quarterback that is having um, a lot of growing pains, I guess you could say, uh, within the offense. And you'd think that a top pick paired with a young offensive-minded coach in Matt Nagy, that would be a nice pairing. Uh, but so far, it, they've had their inconsistencies with the Bears, and uh, they've been kind of having to play uh, where they go back and forth between quarterbacks, uh, especially this year with Foles and, and Trubisky. Granted, Foles was out last week due to injury, but uh, they've kind of went back and forth when both of them are healthy. So uh, it's definitely a game for the Bears that they lost and their struggles continue, but the Packers did a good job um, taking it to them and getting the win and everything. And the Bears have their own problems. I mean, Matt Nagy made made uh, some comments in the media that most of you have already heard about how he's not very happy with their their effort and they need to you know, step it up and things along those lines. I believe uh, Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network reported that uh, earlier in the week. But uh, that's kind of the recap of that game. It was a good win for the Packers uh, in convincing fashion, and their offense continues – to cook and uh, click on all cylinders and their defense uh, definitely uh, made some progress uh, as far as that goes. So hopefully they can carry it into the Eagle game, which again is Sunday uh, and the Eagles are three, seven and one. They're third in the NFC East while the Packers are eight and three at first in the NFC North and the Packers opened a eight-point favorite. They have now bumped themselves up to an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The Eagles have lost three in a row, while the Packers have won their last game as far as a win-loss uh, streak uh, heading into the game. And then uh, ranks overall total yards-wise, uh, offensively and defensively for the Packers, offense their fifth, Philly offense is 24th, and then defense, Packers, is 13th, Phillies is 14th. The previous matchup, these two teams matched up last year on Thursday Night Football uh, early in the season on September 26, 2019, and the Eagles got the win 34-27, to so maybe some revenge uh, coming into play here for the Packers as far as that goes, and uh, definitely two different teams. I mean, you look at uh, that matchup and compare it to this matchup, there's a lot of different factors as far as players heading in and out. I mean, that's the case for every game as far as when you look at the previous matchup to a now matchup, but I just, just did want to uh, bring up the previous matchup as far as that goes. And then uh, the injury report heading into the game listed on the Eagles injury report, safety, Rudy Ford, defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, cornerback, Darius Slay, linebacker, the former Badger actually, for collegiate football uh, that Badger fans all remember, TJ Edwards. Tight end Zach Ertz, and then also running back. He's not on the injury report, but they signed him uh, recently, uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, he re- reunites with the Eagles and uh, will be a part of their backfield. Uh, and then for the Packers injury report, they have uh, listed as questionable Darius Smith, the linebacker, running back, Tyler Irvin, linebacker Chris Barnes, and then out is Corey Lindsley. They actually had to place him on injured reserve, so he'll be out the next three weeks uh, at least. That's how the protocols go with COVID and everything this year. Uh, but hopefully they get him back for uh, the playoffs or at, at, at least 
at least the playoffs, but probably the earliest they can get him back is at the tail end of this uh, regular season and then into the playoffs. And then not listed on the injury report, but they recently signed Tavon Austin. Uh, so he'll be probably making his Packers debut. And then also they signed defensive lineman Anthony Rush. Uh, so I'm not sure if he'll be up uh, and active on game day, but he's also another option for their defense. So, Mark, uh, before we head into the personnel, uh, talking about that offensively and defensively, what are your thoughts on kind of the overview of the Eagle-Packer game? Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, uh, the Eagles, this is a pretty much a must-win game for them if they want to go to the playoffs. And uh, Packers will still need this to keep pace with the other um, the other top teams in the, in, in the NFC. I think the Patri- I think there's some matchups the Packers can take advantage of on both sides of the ball. So we'll get into that more in a little bit. Yeah, and I just wanted to set set it up. Usually, with every preview, I give an overview uh, before getting into the like deep dive of the game. But I did want to uh, give a look at the ranks, the records, uh, where they are, the teams are in the division, and then. Uh, winning and losing streaks, and also the favorite going in. But after this uh, short audio break, we will get into the meat and potatoes of the uh, Eagle-Packer game as far as the personnel offensively and defensively, and we will hit all angles of it, and we'll do that right after this short audio break. So stay tuned for that. Moving ahead in another edition of Big A Sports Show, the Packers Eagles preview continuing that in the first portion I uh, went through with the special guest uh, Mark Trunk the overview of the game but now we will be getting into the meat and potatoes for the personnel of both teams and we will start with the Eagles on the offensive side so Mark what are your thoughts on the Eagles so far offensively yeah so just a little bit quick on the Eagles season this so far, they're three seven and one. They're third in the NFC East. They would probably be out of the playoff race if they were in any other division. So, definitely, probably one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL this year. Uh, zero wins against winning teams, and like I was saying earlier, they're still in the playoff race, but they got to win at least a few games and have a tough next three weeks, including uh, tomorrow's game against the Packers and then the Saints and Cardinals. So they're going to need every every game that they can get. But uh, just starting off talking about their personnel on offense first. Everybody knows Carson Wentz is their, is their guy. He is one of the lowest-rated quarterbacks this year in the NFL. He's had a, a career-low year, actually. Uh, 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions this year. Leading the league in turnovers. He's fumbled the ball 10 times this year. Um, just very uncharacteristic, and we'll explain some factors for that, but Still, you're, the Eagles are hoping for a lot more from him. He's getting paid about $32 million a year. It just seems that from some of the highlights and just seeing some of their games live that he looks out of rhythm with the offense. There's really never any easy plays for them. He has made a lot of bad decisions throwing into traffic where people are covered up and he should be throwing it away or throwing it to other people. And he's been sacked 46 times already, which is a league, which is leading the league. So... Part of it is their offensive line, and part of it is him holding the ball, trying to make things happen. So uh, definitely Eagles are looking for him to play better than what he's been doing. 
And uh, running back, Miles Sanders is their main guy there. He's averaged actually 5.6 yards a carry, but Doug Peterson hasn't been using him that much. So you'd, you'd like to see him use more if you're an Eagle fan because he's been doing pretty well, at least at running the ball. And this year he's only had 19 catches so far. He already had 50. He had 50 total last year, and he's not getting as many yards per catch as he did last year. And then they also have Boston Scott, who they mix in as a third down back. And um, Adam mentioned they got Jordan Howard, so we'll see how they use Jordan Howard uh, against the Packers. And then they do have Jalen Hurts come in. He is their one of their players they drafted this year. He was a quarterback in Alabama, but sometimes Doug Peterson does run some pe- special packages for him to do runs or maybe even throw it. So. I don't know how many how much time we'll see against the Packers, but that'll be interesting. And then talking about the Eagles receivers before the year, they were expecting Deshaun Jackson, Elson Jeffrey, and Jalen Rager to lead the receiving core. Unfortunately for the Eagles, like has been the case with a lot of their team, they've been hammered by injuries. So those guys have been in and out of the lineup a lot. They do have a couple positive stories though from players you wouldn't expect. Greg Ward was a former practice squad player and Travis Fulgram is also some a guy that they found off a practice squad. He was on the Packers briefly and he's actually been doing pretty well for them. Uh, Ward is more of a, a quicker slot receiver and then Fulgram is a bigger target on the outside for Wentz. And then talking about their tight ends a little bit, they have a lot of Titans, they use Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and Richard Rodgers. Ertz has been one of the top pass catchers in the league for the last few years at the tight end position, but this year he struggled. He's had an ankle injury. He's missed a lot of games. He's not been as productive this year. Uh, Dallas Goddard is a pretty good receiver and blocker for them. He's a, l- a little bit more of a downfield threat. And then uh, as far as the offensive line, this is probably the main problem for this Eagles team is they've just been just hammered with injuries to guys all year long. People like Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson, who have been some of their main stalwarts on def- on offense for the last few years, have been missed a lot of games. They're probably one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So Packers should be able to have a lot of success against them next or against uh, against the Eagles this week. And then just talking about the Eagles on defense here, Jim Schwartz is our coordinator. They do have a solid veteran defensive line. Fletcher Cox is one of the best run stuffers in the NFL and uh, will be a tough test for Elton Jenkins and whoever else faces them. They have some good veteran pass rushers like Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham. And just from their careers, they've had a lot of success with strip sacks on quarterbacks. So ball security is going to be important for Aaron Rodgers. And then talking about their linebackers, a lot, talking about the linebackers here, TJ Edwards, one of the former Badgers, is a key player for them now. Alex Singleton is another player who's high in tackles. And both originally were doing most of the work on special teams, but injuries to other guys has kind of elevated them into the starting role. And then cornerback, they signed Darius Slay from the Lions. He was one of their big free agency acquisitions. He's had a up-and-down year. He struggled against DK Metcalf last week, 
and he's probably going to be going up against Devontae Adams this week. They like to match him with the number one receiver wherever they go. So Devontae and, and uh, Darius Slave had some great battles in the past, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then as far as safeties, Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills are uh, their combo at safety. And one thing I noticed, they're pretty, they're very, actually very high in tackles for the defense, which can be good if you have safeties around the box and flying around and making tackles a lot. But it also can be bad because that means that the offense is getting to the second level a lot, which is where the safeties are. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully the Packers can make the safeties have to make a lot of plays deep down the field this week. But, uh, yeah, that's just a breakdown of offense and defense for Eagles personnel. Yeah, uh, I think that the Eagles, uh, first, as far as my thoughts, uh, offensively for them, like you mentioned, Mark, they have had their struggles. I mean, I thought, if I remember correctly, Carson Wentz actually started off the year pretty well. I mean, first – Two, three weeks, he was okay if you looked at his numbers. Uh, but ever since, it's just been really tough, and it's been a lot of struggle for him. And if you break down his, his numbers on an overall standpoint uh, and you, you kind of put them all together, it, it's not very good uh, to, say, to say that. Uh, but he's a very experienced quarterback uh, he's still pretty young uh, as far as nfl uh, aged for a quarterback uh and everything but he he does have the talent and everything and he was picked you know in the first round a few years ago by the eagles and they obviously have a lot of money invested in him like you mentioned mark with his, the amount of money that they have for his contract and uh he he definitely has like i mentioned the talent but it's just a matter of getting the protection up front with the offensive line. Like you mentioned, the Eagles have had a lot of offensive line injuries, and it's really tough for a quarterback to have a lot of rotation as far as injured players, and then you have to have other players step up. And uh, that that kind of messes with a quarterback as far as, hey, who's, who's going to protect me? And uh, that is certainly part of it. But also... Like you mentioned, Mark, they're just kind of out of rhythm uh, offensively, and they do have some really good uh, resources for Wentz to go to, as as you mentioned, with all their impact players uh, at their skill positions. But they just got to get things back together, regroup, get things in order, and uh, hopefully for their sake they'll they'll have a better level of success. And then for the defense of the Eagles, uh, kind of getting my thoughts, there i mean the eagles defense is always pretty aggressive uh it's been that way uh for for a long time i mean any defense is aggressive but there's defenses that are just even more aggressive than normal and the eagles defense definitely fits that mold and uh whenever you think about the eagles defense it it, the word aggressive comes to mind a lot and uh they show a lot of effort and uh and everything with that uh so They'll look to show that again. I mean, last year when they played the Packers, they had a big hit on Jamal Williams. I mean, it happened in that game. Uh, one of their players uh, had a big hit on Jamal Williams, and uh, that was kind of a scary hit uh, as far as that goes. But uh, that, that's definitely kind of their identity on defense. And they do have some some good players 
uh, defensively. I mean, rankings, they're not very highly ranked defensively, but they do uh, make uh, impactful plays here and there, and, and they definitely show uh, signs of brilliance. Uh, but they also have their ups. They also have their uh, ups and downs and, and their inconsistencies as well. So uh, it'll be a tough task for them, obviously, going against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense, one of the better offenses in the NFL. Uh, so it will definitely be another kind of measuring stick game for them as far as, hey, we're going against an elite offense. Let's see how we stack up. Can we do anything as far as show good in this matchup? So uh, that will be a factor uh, for the Eagles as well. So flipping gears to the Packers as far as their offense and defense. And before I give it off to you, Mark, I do just want to give a few of my thoughts uh, offensively and defensively. The Packers offense is really good. I mean, it's one of the best offenses in the game. I mentioned on a previous podcast of mine that in my mind, the top three offenses in the league are Seattle, Kansas City, and Green Bay. I mean, they can score realistically every possession, get at least three points or a touchdown, get six and an extra point for for a touchdown, an extra point. And, and they can go up and down on even the best defenses. We saw it last week against the Bears, one of the better defenses in the league. So you look at the Packers offense and – they're ranked within the top 10 total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, points, third down percentage points. They're ranked first at over 30 a game. And they face a Eagles defense that is not highly ranked. I mean, the only rankings that they're kind of highly ranked going in are passing yards and third down percentage, which some of those stats, it's not good to be ranked highly because that means you're giving up a lot in, in that in, in those terms. So uh, it's it's one of those things where their defense isn't very good and Rodgers should have a lot of opportunities to uh, pick it apart like he does uh, most weeks uh, that he always plays uh, for the Packers. And uh, that's kind of their the Packers' offense. And uh, I'm not sure if this will be – more of a running-centered game or a passing-centered game or a little bit of both. Uh, sometimes a lot of their games they have it where Rodgers throws four touchdowns and then the running backs don't give them that much. But then they have other games where Aaron Jones scores three, four touchdowns and Rodgers only maybe throws one touchdown or throws no touchdowns but is very good with the passing yards. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, but it should be a good uh, game for the Packers offensively, you, you would think, heading in. And then defensively, this is kind of like I mentioned in reference to the Eagles as far as a measuring stick for the, them defensively. This could be a measuring stick for the Packers defensively as far as the Eagles aren't a great offense. But sometimes when you're facing not a great offense, you want to make sure that they don't get any momentum or, or anything like that and, and you don't make a, a not-so-good offense look better than what they are. So it could be a measuring stick uh, game as far as that way of looking at it, I guess you could say. So uh, that's kind of my thoughts. And here is Mark with his. Yeah, Adam. So, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you're saying there as far as um, 
how the Packers should attack this game. Uh, as far as the Packers on offense, I think that they should attack the secondary first of the Eagles.